What's up guys, Lucas Still and Steven Talbert here from Optimum Athletes and today we're going to talk to you guys about training economy. So this has been a topic that we've kind of been talking about in our gym a lot lately and training economy is basically how much effort or time you can spend and put you know stress on your body uh, before it becomes detrimental. So one example or sort of, what do you want to call it, a way to look at it. Uh, that I like to use. I think Driveline came up with it. And basically, you think of training economy as if you have a dollar bill. So if you have a dollar to spend on training, um, and say you go through a, a tough workout that day, and say that costs 30 cents. And then say you know you have a throwing, uh, throwing a game, or say you're doing pull downs or something, something that's pretty, pretty high output, and say that also costs 30 cents. Um, and then say stress from school, or work, or life, or girlfriends, or whatever it is, is the daily stress on your body, say it's 10 cents. So say at the, uh, at the end of the day, you spend 70 cents uh, just based on stress on your body. Um, and then say you have a good meal and you know, take a shower and get eight hours of sleep and say you earn back 50 cents from your recovery that night. You're starting the next day with 80 cents to spend. You don't have that dollar. So if you do that too many days in a row, you're eventually gonna be at a negative, which is, can definitely lead to injury. Um, yeah, that's the, I would say the biggest risk factor with that is if you're trying to perform on a consistent basis, whether it's training or playing on a on a less than you know less than your dollar, we'll say you know less than your hundred percent, which is okay in training. We know that we want to stress the body, but if you're constantly trying to overload yourself, overload yourself in hopes that it just happens to magically make you a lot better, we see the injuries go up. You know, we see performance decrease. You know, or little pains here and there. More guys going to PT. You know. And it's not necessarily terrible if you're just going to PT or whatever, but we don't want to see major injuries, you know, so that's why stressing the, the idea to, you know, get your recovery days in, you know, make them priority is, is huge for us and everybody else training, you know. Uh, Taking also those recovery days as recovery days. You know, yeah. kids, you know, we have kids in here sometimes that they feel good and they want to let a couple eat on recovery days and then they don't fully recover on that day so they never earn back enough training economy to, to hit it hard on their actual velo days. Mm -hmm. um, or also just not communicating with us what they're doing outside of the gym. Yeah. So if we're you know programming some high intensity stuff in here and they're going out and pitching in game six innings or you know going on flat a, grounds, whatever it is, you know playing in a basketball pickup game with their buddies, like yeah. stress is stress. And so if you're putting it on your body, whether it's in our gym or outside of our gym, it's still going to take a toll on your body. Um, and the other thing is if you're not recovering, and this is where sleep comes in. Like if you're not getting four, you know eight hours of sleep a night, if you're getting four or five hours, if you're up all night playing Fortnite or you know whatever the kids are playing nowadays, then you might not be earning back enough training time to spend the next day, and yeah. again that can lead to injury down the road. So making sure that your recovery days are actually your recovery days, um, and that's also why programming is so important. Why we program guys to usually not lift on their recovery days. So we want recovery days to be true recovery days, so you're not stressing your body in the weight room, and that mm -hmm. way you can actually again earn that training time back. Yeah. Um, but also st sticking to a plan, right? So you can't just, oh, I'm just gonna pull down this day or I'm gonna you know, take my recovery day and still fire my you know, roll-ins on the, on the wall as hard as I can and play yeah. catch, play long toss. It's, this is not ideal for training outcome. For anybody, you know, no matter who you are, you know, 12 years old to you know, pros, I mean, it all matters. I think that's the biggest thing. When you first sit down with somebody, I think our job too is instructors, not so much the athlete, is our job is to sit the athlete down and I think the number one question should be, okay, what time of year is it? And then, you know, what's our plan? How are we going to be able to get around this? What can we use? You know, are we training? Are we getting ready for games? 
It's the first conversation, you know, what are we trying to accomplish here? So we don't mess them up in the sense, and we really have to, going back to Luke said with program, we have to get them to understand, hey, okay, we're in a, for example, we're in a skill phase, we're gonna try to get better velocity, we wanna get velocity on your fastball. We can't be out, you know, throwing in two games a week, one inning. Mm -hmm. It just, it takes away from the time you need in the gym. All we can do on our end now is, is hopefully recover, you know, get you recovered for your next game. It becomes right. in season at that point. So you gotta bucket these athletes and get them to understand, you know, the how and why of what you're, what you're gonna do for the next two, three months. Or else they won't know, they'll just go do whatever they want. Which in that case, it, it comes back to us. You know, we gotta be really good at our job of communication with the athlete, because if you don't have that, then you don't really have their understanding. And hopefully that's why this episode, or you know, just like Driveline's done it before, you get them to understand the, the dollar concept, or whatever it is. Yeah. And that's also, I mean, training economy is also kind of the main reason why when we're in the off season, we're gonna start to either hit it harder in the weight room, uh, and then when we transition to you know in season, obviously we transition to in season list where we're, we're scaling back to maybe two times a week instead of four times a week. We're keeping the intensity as a sense of you know weight, but we're dropping down the reps so we can have less strain on the body. So instead mm -hmm. of doing you know three by ten, maybe we're doing three by threes, um, so that we can spend more of our training economy on our games, on our in season. I mean, the seasons of you know for anyone, <laughs> for anyone, seasons is a lot very stressful. Like when you add in travel, bus rides, practice. Practice, you know, you're usually, you're usually doing season, you're in school, so you've got... You're spending a big portion of your dollar there, I mean. Yeah, so yeah. that's why you got to kind of easy back in the weight room. But we obviously want to maintain strength, so that's where, you know, the, maintain the high weight and just less reps comes in. Um, but also, as far as training economy, if you had to kind of give a very simple definition of how you gain muscle, right? When you, when you lift weights, you're essentially creating micro tears in your muscles. And then that night when you when you go to sleep, it's actually when your body repairs itself. So you're not technically building muscle when you're actually lifting the weight. You're technically building muscle when you're getting your sleep and usually your REM sleep, and your body's going in and repairing those muscles. So on those recovery days, on the recovery part where you're actually supposed to be getting sleep, if you're not doing that, if you're you know not yeah. allowing your body to gain back that training economy, then you're not actually getting reaping the benefits from your from your training. Yeah, you could be cutting yourself off. Which is like, I think that that's why you got to understand, you know, how important it really is and how hard it really is to do these things. I mean, uh, training in general is pretty stressful. And if you want to have a you know, top-notch skill set, you're going to have to stress your body out a little bit. And the recovery days and the training economy, the understanding it as a whole is really important if you first sit down with your athletes. Or if you're an athlete yourself, knowing not to go out and just do what you see on mm -hmm. Twitter and Instagram in the backyard, you know. doesn't mean you can't have fun. It's just, yeah. it's, a, it's a pretty, you know, integrated process. So. Well, it's taking it with a grain of salt, right? There's so much info on Twitter and explore. Go down the rabbit hole and, you know, yeah. check out all these, all these pages. Educate and yourself, right? Drills yeah. and all these different perspectives and learn all of it. But you don't, you don't want to go watch 10 different drills and do all 10 in one day and then do them day in and day out and constantly be over-killing yourself in the weight room or over, overworking yourself on the plyo wall and then just literally working yourself to exhaustion to the point of injury. Um, and kind of that thing that I talked about just a little bit ago about lifting and actually building muscle when you're sleeping, the same kind of goes for throwing in a sense. Yeah. Uh, we have athletes kind of either freak out or just not really know what soreness is uh, in a velo phase when they go through it for the first time. But you kind of have to you know, add stressors and add things to your body that are going to tax the body more than it's been used to. And that's how you actually you know, gain strength. That's how you gain velo. That's how you gain mm -hmm. anything. You add stressors, and then you allow the body time to recover so that it can adapt to the new stressors. Mm -hmm. And that's when you either hit, you know, end up lifting more weights or throwing harder because the body has now prepared itself and actually recovered more and put on more muscle or adapted to the situation, the stressors in it. But if you don't allow the body the time to do that, right, with your recovery days, with your 
with your sleep, with your, you know, whatever your recovery process looks like. If that's time with the PT, if that's, you know, time with the Normatec, the, eating the well. Mark Pro, yeah. eating well, like there's so many factors in there. But the, the thing is when you take training economy into, you know, consideration, you have to give your body time to recover in order to perform well the next time. So you can't be doing three velocity days in a row. You can't yeah. be throwing in a game and then lifting as if it's an off season and then doing a velo day the next We're day. We're just like, doing two throws, three extra throws on a, off the mound all of a sudden. You know, it's just very random things. Yeah. You know? and the other thing that's interesting is uh, that is almost to me counterintuitive, but I mean, it makes sense when you dive into it. Is you know, if you go in and you lift whatever the exercise is, say you're lifting 185 10 times, that's actually more stressful on the body than if you lift 225 three times, just because if you, the the 10 extra reps, even though it's less weight, uh, is way more taxing on the body. And so that's why in season, for us at least, we program more guys three by threes and stuff where it's higher weight so you can maintain the strength but you're not taxing the muscles too much where you're, you're killing them under 40 reps over yeah your performance the is the main goal right we want you out there feeling good exactly and one kind of final thing about this is just if you if you have a program just stick to it i mean if it's working i mean obviously if it's not working then you can make adjustments to it but mm-hmm. if your program's working for you although you might get excited by early gains and want to add more to it or kind of hit the gas pedal like follow the plan stick to the plan if you're seeing results just kind of keep training in the right direction you know we've definitely had some trainees in here that have had a bit a uh, taste of success and then they want to kind of uh kick it into high gear and yeah. kind of go off on their own and do their own thing and then they end up hurt so definitely if something's working for you i'd say stick with it yeah <laughs> be, just be conscious of training economy in the process and be conscious of a plan yeah, execute and it yeah. try to peak on days you're supposed to peak right don't try to blow it out on a recovery day and then try to blow it out two days later on your velo day and then all of a sudden you're you're banged up and yeah. it's just all bad news so that's kind of that wraps up my thoughts on training home you got yeah any? that's that's pretty much it and just do your best work on those days you know yeah. understand where that's at and hopefully on your uh, big days you're you're seeing those gains if you guys have any questions about training economy or other concepts in general, feel free to reach out to us. You can email us or message us on Instagram, Twitter, anything. Yeah. And we can talk about it in future episodes. So thanks, guys. Peace out. We're back.